Welcome into the Train With The Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. Chris Gores. And we have a fun show from our respective homes. We said we'd be together, but uh, there was right. there's just too many people at your house this weekend. Uh, you had it's, your it's parents in town, you had your sister in town, and uh, honestly, it's a sacrifice that I'm happy to make to do the podcast like this, because it was great to meet your family, and it was really just a fantastic time was had by all. It was, and, and you can see that the, our house is the the hangout spot for the neighborhood. Like they like to come out, especially when we get the movie theater out and in the back uh, in the patio. So, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Yeah, good little outside hang with, with a couple of your neighbors, and also I think the fact it, it was almost like you spent, uh, sent up a smoke signal. The the smoke beat, <laughs> right? Right. That's that was right. some next level stuff. Although I will say, I feel like everyone got a little focused on what you were cooking. And missed the real feature presentation. Vina's lasagna was outrageous. Oh, yeah, Vina's lasagna is is for sure. Like when the whole family gets really excited when she says, "Yeah, I'll make lasagna," because there's there's for sure like no leftovers. Yeah, and you did you did what? We had the the short rib, like a, a nice so, thinly sliced short rib, and then yeah, pork so, belly. So yeah, all right. So Vina made her lasagna. And then we had just some green beans, just so people understand that we did have vegetables before <laughs> we get in there. So then we we um we cooked some gabi, which is Korean for short rib. That's what that was. That was delicious. Uh, marinated in the traditional gabi sauce. Uh, so if you know what that is, then you'll know. If not, try it. It's really good. And then we cooked some pork belly in a Filipino grilled liempo style, which is called... Uh, Liempo in Nihao, which is like in the Philippines, they use garlic and calamansi, which is like the Filipino, it's like a Filipino version of lime. Okay. So it's, it's not quite lime, but it's very similar to that. Um, and that's what gives it that like a little bit of sweetness, but it also, uh, you still, you still get like the saltiness of the pork. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we had. And it was, it was great. And of course... As noted on this podcast, there was rice. Of there's always rice. That's there's always rice. That's there's always rice. And then, and then you and Rachel had a chance to test out the empanadas, which is we did. Big. Your sister brought empanadas, and those were incredible. And uh, in fact, I'm gonna stick a link in the bio to your sister's uh, your sister's empanada like page. That yeah. way, people can go and be like, "Hey, I want some empanadas." Uh, Marienda Eats is is the page. I'll I'll put a link in the bio. Be like, if you yep. want empanadas, click here. And people who yep. haven't listened to this yet are gonna be like, why is this in the episode description? Uh, but it's it's gonna be there. And those were outrageously good. Yeah, those are good. And and uh, so Marienda, we it's it's actually Marienda in the Philippines. Marienda is like the meal that you have in between lunch and dinner. It's a whole ass meal because they just never stop eating in the Philippines. <laughs> so. Um, it's like that afternoon snack, but it's more than just like a bag of chips or a protein bar. It's like an actual meal that you sit down for. So this is like the perfect merienda, um, meal. Right. But she changed it to Merry, like Merry Christmas. Right. So mm-hmm. just to make it a little bit more American because we want people to, we want people <laughs> to latch onto it. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, a, it's associated a with treat. joy. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, it's like. It's the perfect blend of something that's Filipino, but like people will, people will like it because there are Filipino dishes that people will not like. Sure, as most <laughs> cultures, I mean, there's German right. dishes people won't like. Uh, there's there's <laughs> right. you know Spanish. There's there's whatever cuisine, 
Um, right. But what I loved, like and everyone's familiar with empanadas, but obviously here more people are familiar with Latin American empanadas because right. there's a lot more Latin American people, a lot more of Latin course. American culture mixed yep. into American food and so or American food culture. And so the little bit of sweetness that's added to the Filipino style of empanada, I was like, I was like, I wasn't ready. Like she told me like that was going to be. And I, then I took a bite and I was just like, this is one of the best things I've ever eaten. So it's really good. Yeah. Link in episode descriptions, get some empanadas, uh, make your, <laughs> make your life better. Uh, we're, we're today's topics really aren't that merry. Uh, there, there's kind of the end of the right. happy talk. Um, so our main topic today is going to be on the rash of injuries in the NBA, uh, culminating at least for now, uh, with Jamal Murray's injury last week, a torn ACL, uh, which has the Nuggets star out for the season. And, some thoughts on what's going on with COVID and, and the compressed season for the NBA and just everything that goes with that topic. But actually, Chris, we're going to start talking uh, after, I guess, we've, we've started talking about food. Our next uh, portion of, the, of this opening segment will be about a response to COVID itself, um, or more specifically, the vaccine and training after the vaccine. And I've now been vaccinated. I know you were actually, by the time this Gets out. Chris will be on on the internet looking for his shot because it. No, opens no, in I did Virginia. it. So, oh, you got it scheduled. Yeah, it, nice. well, it's scheduled. It's scheduled for Thursday at one. So we're, we're recording this on a Sunday night. So yeah, in a few excellent. Days. Yep, that's that's yep. awesome. So Chris, Chris is getting his this week. Um, I was lucky enough to get mine at this point almost ten days ago. Um, got the, got the J and J one shot before it got shut down. Um, <laughs> but. I, I mean, I was not I was not myself for three four days after. Um, Rachel got knocked out like hard. Her her whoop recovery the day after she got the shot right. was one percent, one percent. That's yep. a number I've literally never seen before. One percent. I've gotten like three hours of sleep after a night of drinking, and all that stuff, and and it, I at least got like eighteen percent. Like she was right. at one percent. Her HRV was twelve. And it took her a good five days before she was really back to being herself. I almost six days. And we were talking to our PT, former guests on the, on the pod, uh, Ashley Spates about this. And she said, she's actually seen a couple of extra people coming into her clinic who got banged up during workouts following the COVID shot. And right. it made me think about our conversation with Kristen and how HRV is such an indicator for readiness and how it is in so many ways, the canary in the coal mine and seeing what it did to my HRV, seeing uh, whoop has put out a lot of information about people who've gotten vaccinated and people who've gotten COVID and what it does to their HRV and, and seeing what happened to Rachel. Um, I, I think it's something that trainers need to be aware of that like it might not just be the day after where your client is like, I need to cancel my session. I got my shot. I don't feel well. Like you need to, to taper your training for three, four days after basically the rest of the week, because there's a really good chance that even if you don't have a, a really heavy immune response, your body's still going to be fighting that fight. Yeah, I think and I think this is we're all still learning about the effects of COVID and especially with the, with the effects of the COVID vaccine. Um, and, and it all depends on what type of vaccine that you get as well, because I've heard different things about the J&J, about the Moderna, the Pfizer, right? I, I've heard it's really more after the second shot of the Moderna and the Pfizer that you're going to get your ass kicked. So, yeah, everybody's everybody's um, reacting to the vaccines differently as they should. Um, and always just err on the side of caution, right? Like, there's no rush to get back out there. You get your vaccine shot. Don't feel like you need to go do your workout that day or the next day. There's, there's, there's never any rush to any of this stuff. Um, you know, it, it's different if you are a professional athlete and you do have a game that you have to play that week as we did. We talked with Christian, right? Like sometimes you can't 
move the Super Bowl because you had bad sleep on Saturday night, right? So in, in those cases, yeah, that's that's something that those athletes will have to deal with. But for the most part, if you're in the general population or if you're somebody who is just a fitness enthusiast, plan on taking it easy. Even even after that first shot, plan on taking it easy and um, listen to your body, man. Your body's going to tell you. Your HRV will tell you, hey, this is there's something wrong here. Like you just got injected with a little bit of a vaccine or a little bit of a, a virus that killed 500,000 people in this country. Right? Yeah. And, and, and millions more worldwide. So let's let's take it easy for a couple of days. Right. I mean, Rachel and I were kind of joking. It's like somebody forgot to tell her immune system it was a drill. And, you know, that first right. day, like she's she's full on like, hey, we got to. We gotta, we gotta go here, and that's, I mean, for the, the Johnson and Johnson, a traditional vaccine where you're getting a deadened version of the virus, like you are literally putting a little bit of COVID nineteen or, yeah. or the coronavirus in your body and getting that response. Obviously, the mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer, the Moderna, are triggering uh, a slightly different response, but they're still triggering your immune system to have a response. And so, um, you're, whether you're having outward symptoms or not, your your body is doing that work, and obviously, that's going to affect your recovery. That's going to affect your readiness, just as anything else would affect your recovery. And it's something to keep in mind. It also is an interesting topic, by the way. Like we have these teams that are getting vaccinated, right? Like I know the Nats right. just got, you know, and, and the players have the choice and that's a, that's a different conversation probably for a different podcast of how, you know, vaccine hesitancy and, and all that kind of stuff. But like they work, they've worked since the 1800s. Go get your vaccines there. That's it. That's the conversation. Yeah. Um, but you know, like these teams are, are getting it. But if, if you're a, if you're a major league baseball team and you can't move the schedule and you're like, well, are we just going to give up this three game series? Cause we're going to get everyone vaccinated. Like it would be really cool. I don't know. Logistically it'd be a chore, but if like MLB said like, look, we're going to give you a five day window after vaccination where your team doesn't have games. Like you sh- we're scheduling your vaccine on this day. Uh, you all get it. You all get it as a team. And then five days later, you're back on the field. And in the meantime, everyone can have their time to recover. I don't know if that's possible, but like that seems like a smart thing to do. But then again, like if you're the NBA and where they are in their season at this point so late, um, with the schedule already kind of behind where it typically would be. Um, they don't really have that luxury. And I, I don't know if I'm an individual player, like fighting for a playoff spot, knowing that I could miss a game or two. Um, and I certainly wouldn't be my best. Like, would I try to wait to get the vaccine? Like, I don't, I don't know. That's a really tough call. Um, I don't know. I mean, every, and this is, I guess why they, they want individuals and it rightfully so sure. individuals should have some say so in when or where, or if they get the vaccine, right? Like, you know, there are people who are hesitant for whatever reason, and they have the right to be hesitant. And if, you know, they need to do more research on it, if they're a little bit, if they want to see more proof on it, sure, that you're, you as an individual have that right, right? Um, no one's going to arrest you. You have the right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that, like, missing games is a thing. I, like, what, what we're going to talk about even after this break is, you know, NBA players are more willing to miss regular season games now more than ever before. I think that's just the thing now. Whether it be load management or injuries or whatever, we'll get into that. But I don't I don't know that somebody's going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to get a vaccine because I'm going to have to miss this game. Like People are missing games left and right, especially if you're Carl Anthony Towns or, or if you're close to somebody like that who Carl Anthony Towns lost his mother due to COVID. You know, I don't think I don't think that he's going to be like, oh, I got to miss a game like he's he's going to get that vaccine if that's what he wants to do. You know, 
Yeah, and that's the thing is like the the choice of when you want to get it totally individual based off your circumstances. Carl Anthony Towns, because of his personal experience, probably gonna be like, give me that thing as soon as possible. Another player might be like, look, I'm willing to wear wear my two masks and risk it until the playoffs are over because I'm a young and healthy person. You know, I'm mean, maybe if they're they're young and single, they don't have a family at home, like they don't feel like their risk is very high and they're scared right. they're gonna get sick and they're fighting for their they're on a ten day contract. Like they're everyone's yeah. individual thing. Um I, I mean I everyone should ultimately wind up getting it, but the the when, the how, all that kind of stuff is uh through the context of, of athletic performance and sports um, for the people that don't have a choice of whether they can take a couple of days off from working out after the vaccine um, is fascinating. But, you know, I, I, like we said, um, if you're a, just a regular person, you're in control of that. Like, don't be afraid to, or you're a trainer who's in control of other people's workouts. It's something that you should be aware of and be cognizant of for sure. More along the lines of uh, the professional side, though, our main topic next, what to make of the new report from Baxter Holmes from ESPN and also some uh, other data that the NBA put out about the injury rate in this compressed season. The Trend with the Best podcast is brought to you by Super Coffee, who has a brand new flavor for your palate. Kind of. Blueberry latte. That is the new flavor. And I say kind of, because they sold out again. Just like when they launched Sweet Cream, just like when they launched French Vanilla, they really just keep underestimating themselves. I need to talk to Jimmy and be like, Jimmy, you guys are doing very well. You have celebrity investors, you're advertising on the biggest podcasts, also on this one, and you should probably prepare as you're the big deal that you are, and then when you do something new and everyone's excited about it, you should make a lot of it. Instead, they're going, ha <laughs> ha, we're going to make it seem like everybody wants it. It's like, no, 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 it's not a seam thing. Everybody wants it, so make more. But it'll be back in stock soon, so make sure you go to drinksupercoffee.com, use the code TWTB, TWTB, as in train with the best, to get 20% off your first order of any Super Coffee product, including when it is back in stock, the brand new Blueberry Latte. Same MCTs, same 10 grams of protein, same 80 calories, same zero sugar. It's the new Blueberry Latte from Super Coffee from Ketu Life Incorporated, who reminds you that if you can change your energy, you can change the world. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus, who also has added to their lineup. Introducing, drumroll please, the omega-3 supplement from Momentus. Omega-3 fats have a multitude of health benefits and naturally occur in fish. The best sources of omega-3 fats are cold water, wild-caught fish like sockeye salmon, sardines, mackerel, and pollock. But most people don't consume enough cold water fish regularly, making supplementation critical in order to maintain optimum fatty acid content and ratios. Why omega-3s? They help your heart health. Risk factors such as heart disease, high cholesterol, triglyceride levels, blood pressure, all that stuff goes down with regular omega-3 supplementation. Also good for inflammation, brain health, bone and joint health. And of course, it's always a little better with Momentus. What's the Momentus difference? Their omega-3 source comes from sustainably sourced, wild-caught Alaskan pollock. And it's NSF certified for sport. So you know that you are never ever going to have to worry about the quality of the products inside. Omega-3, just like everything else, elite sleep, the proteins, collagen, creatine, all available at livemomentous.com using the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST25 for 25% off your first order, 15% all concurrence on that subscription. So get it set up 
add it to your subscription, the new Omega-3 from Momentus. Because if you're going to train with the best, you better recover with the best. And that's why we choose Momentus. Two games down, two to go in the NWSL Challenge Cup. And make sure that you have listened to the latest edition of Catch the Spirit. Julia Rodder started both games on the back line for Richie Burke's club. Talked to her about what that was going to be like before the tournament started. And we got a new fresh episode coming this week. So make sure you're subscribed. Anywhere you subscribe to Train With The Best, you can subscribe to Catch the Spirit, the official podcast of the Washington Spirit and a production of Train With The Best Media. Our main topic today revolves around the National Basketball Association, which says that its injury rate is within 5% of a normal season. However, 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 there's a report from ESPN's Baxter Holmes that came out last week quoting athletic trainers, GMs, coaches, players, saying they feel like injuries are up, their fatigue is up, the wear and tear of this compressed season due to COVID-19, due to the, the season being canceled for a time last year and, and the late start date and all of the things that are happening is taking a real toll. So, Chris, I know you had some thoughts on this. I certainly have some thoughts on this. Um, I'll let you get started and, and see where this goes. Yeah, so I think, well, well first of all, it's, it's important to explain what happened with the NBA season. So, normally the NBA season is 82 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it went down to 72 games, but I think it we, we also lost two months or however many months it was. Do you, do you remember how many? Uh, well, so they normally start in October. They started uh, December 22nd. So they lost about six or seven weeks, and yeah. they only pushed back like three or four weeks in terms of where the season is ultimately going to end. Right. So so they basically lost a month, but over that over that month, they're only losing 10 games, right? Mm-hmm. So so there's there's a lot more weeks where you're playing four games in a week. Right, or, more or, back-to-backs, uh, more four and five nights. They they right. did try to mitigate some of this by saying the travel uh, is not going to be as severe as it used to be. So you should never play like if you you if you played a back-to-back, it used to never be at home. Now teams right. are playing back-to-back at home, or they'll even play the same team back-to-back nights. Uh, I think in a couple right. of occasions to try to mitigate. And like the NHL did a lot of this. They they took out almost all the travel um, or as much as you possibly could while still playing another team. Um, it's not like the the Rangers and the Islanders are playing each other across the boroughs, right. but right. they 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 tried to mitigate some of it, but they're still playing, you know, what looks like a fairly normal schedule with more games compacted into a shorter amount of time. Right. So you have seventy two games over what the course would be almost almost a regular schedule. You're, you're only taking away really four weeks, so you're playing a lot more. There's a lot more than mental fatigue, like you said. Um, not to mention that if you're the Lakers, you really just ended your season not that long ago, right? So it, it's been it's been hard on the players. And I know there are people out there that will say, "Oh, well, suck it up, you're an NBA player." Yeah, I get it. It they they do play a game for a living, but this is still really hard on their bodies, right? Like this is not something that to just sneeze at and be like, "Suck it up," right? So, um, and and then the other thing that I think is going on, which is a good thing is teams are listening to their sports performance departments and their staff, right? Like 
what happened with KD, which we talked about on this podcast when, when he was in the finals and he ended up tearing his Achilles when they thought that it was just a calf strain, right? Like maybe if that staff listens, maybe if the team listens to that staff or maybe if KD listens to the staff and says, hey, let's uh, let's take a few more days off. Maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe it does. I don't know. But I think that NBA teams are more willing to listen to the people that they hired to do this job that are telling them, hey, you need a recovery day. And they're, and they're monitoring these things with HRV and, and all those other things. And they're saying, hey, look, you're not ready to play yet. And, and before, five years ago, 10 years ago, early 90s, which everybody likes to refer to, it was like, no, I'm playing. I'm never going to miss a game. You'd have to hold a gun to my head to, to miss a game. Now it's like, no, if my performance coach tells me I'm not ready to go or take an extra day off, or take my time getting back from an ankle injury. I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to rush it back. There's no there's no reason to because it's all about the chip now anyway. Yeah, definitely. And that's why you've seen teams like the Nets have all these different things or all these different lineup combinations where almost none of them include Harden, Durant, Irving together. Yeah. Um, especially since they added Blake Griffin. I don't even know if the four of them have played together in a single game um, because Harden's been battling injury. KD's been kept right. out. Kyrie's been in and out. Blake's, they're managing his minutes. And so you have all these teams and then you have like the guys who are hurt, hurt, right? Like LeBron is right. hurt. AD is right. hurt. And they're, they're working their way back, taking their time, knowing that ultimately the seating, and especially in a year where playoff seating probably matters less because the home court advantages will not be as severe because the arenas aren't going to be full. Right. You know, who cares if you have home court advantage when there's going to be 2,000 people in the stands anyway? Um, like, yeah. yeah, it's nice and it'll, it'll have some energy, but it's not like going on the road to when you used to have to go to Oracle and face the Warriors in front of 25,000 screaming Warriors fans, and it was the, the most intimidating place in the NBA. Um, that's just... No, that, that environment is not existing anywhere. Um, so... There's, but you know there's what? like, like it, but when you talk about like the risk reward, the reward, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, what you talked about is like the risk side of the equation. And, and that always should be the number one thing. Cause on top of the wins and losses, you're dealing with human beings health, but the reward side is like a, a different incentive structure from the average season as well. Right. And, and, and just to go into that reward side, right? Like the reward side, yes, like home court matters, but it's not like home field in football. It's not, it's not like. Yeah, you don't have to deal with weather and stuff like that, it's too. Not, yeah, it's not it's not the same thing. You're, you're playing in weather or climate-controlled arenas, and like even if you do get to a Game 7, that's the fourth time that you would have been playing in that arena. You know what I mean? So it's not home court matters, but it doesn't matter like home field matters in the NFL, right? So, yeah. like, and especially when you talk about guys like uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard would much rather go into a seven-game series healthy than a little bit banged up, but he has home court. You know what right. I mean? Like right. home court, home court in terms of health, people are going to sacrifice home court. That's not that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, for sure. And, and the uh, back to the wrist side, which is you know really more the training side. Like right. I, I will say, it is pretty frustrating what the NBA did this year because even if it's close, like. I think we're in for a rough end of the season where you could have a couple more of these bigger injuries and like the, the playoffs right. you're going to see more. And it, like, it always happens because it's, you know, at that point you're playing on a typical year, like you play 82 in the regular season. And then by the time you get to game, you know, 18 in the playoffs, so you make it that long, like you're playing a hundred games in, in eight right. months and, you know, take the hardest workout you've ever done and do it like three, four times a week, back to back right. nights, four and five nights exactly. like they are right yeah. now. 
And the thing is, the league knows this. Like, a couple years ago, they changed the schedule to take out almost all back-to-backs, almost all four and five nights. Um, I think they got to the point where they had eliminated four and five nights, and, and, you know, there's only occasionally back-to-backs, and they tried to do it with minimal travel and yada, yada, yada. Like, you're never going to have to play back-to-back on opposite coasts and things like that. So they know all this. They know what the data says because they've made adjustments in regular years to do this, and just because they were chasing some magical 72 game number to fulfill a TV contract that data didn't change. And like that to me is the frustrating thing is they know better and everyone involved knows they know better, but it's also frustrating from the NBA PA. Like let's not let them off the hook either. You know, the players association had to sign off on this and ultimately they did. And yeah, it's so they could get their money too, but um, at what cost? And that, and that's the, the real question here is like it is back to the risk reward. Like the reward is everybody gets their money, but like, do you think Jamal Murray really cares about that right now? Like, would he give right. up a little bit to have a knee and not miss all of next year? Probably as well. Like, yeah, he probably right. would. And, and, and look, the answer is right there in the Brooklyn Nets example. The Brooklyn Nets are neck and neck with the Philadelphia 76ers for the top seed in the East, and they had a game last week, and almost none of their players played except for Kyrie. James Harden was out. Blake Griffin was out. KD was out because it was in the second night of a back-to-back. Um, so the the answer is, like, what, what what's happening is the players are being put in a position to make business decisions, and they're going to do what's best for themselves and what's good, what's best for their own competitive competitive advantage in the playoffs, and they're being made out to be these – uh, whatever, whatever it is that you want to say about them in the in the media, like oh these players are soft because they're not playing, and MJ would have never missed a game. Yeah, yeah, I get it. This is a different era, though, and you know this is you're you're the players are making this decision because this is the situation that they got put into, right? These are the cards that they were dealt, so this is how they're going to play it, and I'm I'm not mad at them for doing it. For sure, um, I do wonder, like. When play, it's like players play or players don't. And this is like, I, I feel like there could be two schools of thoughts on this. Would you try to, if you, let's say, let's take like the Wizards, right? We're, we're right. DC area. If you're Scott Brooks, do you say like, all right, I'm going to try to play Brad Beal in more games, but I'm going to try to play him 28 minutes a night instead of 35? Or do you just be like, hard days, hard, easy days, easy. Like you're going to play your 35 on, on Tuesday and you're going to sit out the second night of the back-to-back on Wednesday. Um. I think I think it's way harder to say you're only going to play 28 minutes a game. You can't just because it, like, it's going to involve discipline that most NBA coaches don't have. But and they're like, not. And from, and it's not I, even I'm talking that. from like a sports performance standpoint. Yeah, from a sport from a for, sports performance standpoint. And I actually just got off the phone with a, a coach from the Charleston Battery who we're writing the programs for. Um, you keep your hard days hard and your easy days easy, right? Yeah. Like I would rather you say, "Hey, look, play as much as you want to play tonight. Tomorrow you're off." We're not going to split like and say you play a half tonight and a half tomorrow. Tomorrow you're off. We're not. We're not going to touch it. So um, that's how I would do it from a sports performance standpoint. Yeah. Now, I, I, now from an NBA business perspective, it, they're not going to like it when on that second night of a back to back, you've got a marquee matchup where it's the two top seeds in the East and guys are sitting out. You know. Right, and that's the thing too that I think the NBA has always failed at from a coaching standpoint, like this is not a sports performance thing. This is a coaching thing. Like why is it always a second game of back to back? Why don't they ever sit dudes on the first night? Like it's just a dumb, like pick pick whichever game you think you can win without your star and sit them in that one. It's the same two games. 
Right. But yeah, what I, do I know? I don't know. I'm just a dog who talks know. about sports talk, on, you know, sports on the radio. And that one was a little bit weird because it it was the second night of a back to back, but only because the night before was rescheduled because of Minnesota decided that they weren't going to play that game after what happened with Dante Wright. So right. that wasn't a scheduled back-to-back. It was a little bit weird. So, you know, there there are things that happen in the schedule that you're just never going to be able to control. But, yeah, you to your point, there are plenty of times where there's a back-to-back and you could say, hey, look, we're going to sit you out on the first night instead of the yeah. second. There are no rules. Like, split your guys. Like, Russ, you're sitting, you know, the Wizards. Russell, you're sitting out the first one. Brad, you're sitting out the second one. Like. Yeah. I just I don't understand why teams don't do and, that sometimes. And, but and you know what teams are doing? Do. Like the Nets are doing it, and they don't care. They don't care what you think. Look, we're the number two seed. We might get the number one seed. If we don't, it doesn't matter. We're perfectly fine with playing in Philadelphia if it, if it's in a game seven. Yeah. Again, it's not. It's a different thing. Like it's it's a different thing to have home field advantage or home court advantage in a seven game series versus a one and done. Yeah. Here here's the strategy for the Brooklyn Nets. Keep Kevin Durant healthy. You're going to win the championship. That's right. Yeah. Like, he had like 17 on five shots the other day in the NBA. Right. Like, what is that? That's a, yeah. that. That's math that doesn't make sense. Whatever. I, yeah, that's he's why like the you, most efficient you do the player math. ever. That, these are the rules. You do the math on the podcast. I don't and, do the math on the and, podcast. And look, like Steph Curry is making his push, right? Like, you see Steph just blowing up lately because he knows, all right, it's playoff time. We got to make this push. And, and for the beginning of the year, like he's trying to get the younger players involved and get them into their rotations and see how we're going to play together. But if you're Steph Curry or you're, or you're a 12-year veteran, it makes sense that you're going to make this push now, not in the beginning of the season. You don't need to make right. this push in the beginning of the season. Well, he knows he's going to need his guys. But, by the way, did you watch any of the, the Warriors-Celtics game um, the other night after we left? I did. I did not. But I've seen like this whole past ten game streak for Steph has just been ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's averaging thirty one a game, which is more than his MVP season. He hit a shot that was an and one left handed from three, like a four point play left handed in that game. <laughs> he also had ten threes in that game for the third time that week. And they put up a graphic that I'm like, I I have not gotten over it since I saw it at ten thirty on Saturday night. So I guess it's been twenty four hours basically, and I I am not over it. He's got 20 games of 10 plus threes in his career. Yep. It's the most in league history by far. Clay's second. He's got five. Steph did it three times last week. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, look, I think the dumbest I, I was, stat I've ever heard in my whole life. Look, before Steph was Steph, nobody had ever hit 300 threes in an NBA season. Nobody had ever hit yeah. 300. And he it's surpassed two, that 270 something. Yeah, he surpassed that, and he hit 400 threes in the season. Yep. Well, guess what? He's about to hit 300 threes this year in a season that has 10 less games. Yeah, and he missed games due to injury. Yeah, like, that's... He's ridiculous. an alien. I don't know yeah. if he was actually in Space Jam, but if he is, then he's definitely an alien. And, and it's just so funny because, like, you see guys try to compare people like Trey Young, like, oh, he's the new Steph. Like, no, there's no new Steph. There was no. never an old Steph. There's no new Steph. Like... That's the guy that you point to that say that's the best shooter ever. He's truly one of the most one of one players in the history of the league. Like yeah. there's there's a list of ten guys like Shaq. Like there's no one else like that dude. Um, but even yeah. even Shaq, like you look at Wilt and you go like, Shaq. that's closer than like what Dame Lillard is to Steph. With all due yes. respect to Dame, like Dame's incredible in his own right, but like stylistically everything, yeah, Steph's 
Steph's a monster. Yeah. I anyway, mean, like, I think like Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith was talking, and this is off topic, but like, there's no other guard you'd rather have than Steph. Like, there are players yeah. who are better, but like, if you're if you have a team, Steph is a guy that spreads the floor because he can shoot it from literally half court. That's not like me just hyperbole yeah. that he's literally pulling up from half court in some of these shots. He moves without the ball. He keeps the ball moving. He doesn't stop the ball like like Dame does, for instance. Yeah. Right, and that's the, that's a comparison. And then uh, he, he's somebody who, who who has handles and always makes the right basketball decision. So it's he, hard to argue that I would rather have this player over Steph. A hundred percent. I if you're gonna build a, a team around anybody in the league, like it's LeBron first because LeBron, Durant, oh. you know, or like Durant or LeBron, pick your guy one. And then the other one's two, other, and then Steph might be three because he's that unique and that special. And he plays with such joy. That's the thing that Steve Kerr always yeah. talks about that I appreciate. And, like, if you want to try to stay, quote-unquote, on topic, we've lost the topic, uh, which is fine. <laughs> um, but, like, NBA. Yeah, joy NBA is joy is good, right? Yeah. It, no matter what, what your line of work is and the joy that he plays with is contagious. And, like, be, be the Steph Curry of trainers. Be someone who spreads joy. <laughs> right <laughs> that's it that's the podcast uh <laughs> if, we'll be back next week with another one if you want to follow us on social media at craig underscore hoffman at trainer gorez link in either of our bio for the train heroic programming final week of my first uh, block of programming chris is working on part two we actually or part, his part two, part three overall. Uh, we actually filmed some new content, so we got some new stuff uh, that's going in the exercise library that'll definitely show up in that programming for Chris next week as well. So use the code POD, P-O-D, at the link in our bio, uh, or just search Train With The Best on Train Heroic, and you can train with us. Anything else you got? No, we're good. Um, yeah, like, like Craig said, new content coming out, new workouts coming out. We're going to start beefing that up, so... Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Train Heroic. And subscribe to this very podcast. And we'll see you next week right back right here on the Train with the Best Podcast.